Good evening. This is the first podcast of the BK Parfait blog channel. And my name is Bennett Kate or BK, and I am the author of BK Parfait. And I'm here with two of my best friends. Introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Sophie, and I'm 17, <laughs> and I've known BK since third grade. And my name's Sasha, also 17, and I've known BK since I was four years old. And oh. we, yeah. all three of us, we are members of the The Girls friend group. Would either of you like to explain what the The Girls friend group is? <laughs> Me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We named ourselves. Um, so first of all, let's talk about the name. <laughs> That's the name of us. That is lame it's of us. Name. Let's name talk our about own the name. friend group. Yeah. So it's the girls with two E's because mm-hmm. our Lord and Savior, <laughs> the true foundation of our friend group is Megan the Stallion. Yeah. So basically we're a group of eight girls. Eight or ten. Eight or ten. <laughs> eight or, or four. Eight or <laughs> to be honest, today I'm thinking it's only really the three of us. <laughs> uh, or it's just Sasha, to be honest, sometimes. <laughs> so Sasha is our leader. Self-appointed. <laughs> that is not true. I was not self-appointed. I was appointed. I, I discovered this. or I really, like, I talked about this last year because I just noticed that she acted like we were all her bitches. She would, like, guide us around. She would make the decisions. She would be like, why aren't you guys following me right now? Like, let's go. And I noticed this, and I told her about it. I confronted her, and we solved beef to this day. And she says, Sophie, you're the leader, but it's not true. It's she, not true. She does this to herself. Yeah. You can't blame me for not being a sheep, please. Okay. So okay. now okay. let's... Okay, moving on. Now <laughs> let's get into the humbo jumbo. <laughs> okay. So... <laughs> Basically, um, we all go to the same French international school, except for one of us, Marielle, who we will be talking to in a bit. And so this has made for quite the diverse friend group. One of our moms calls us les enfants du monde, or the kids of the earth, because of how diverse we are. And so today I'm with Sasha and Sophie. is French, while Sophie is American, like myself. So I was thinking of doing a comparative analysis of a Frenchie, to an American of the group. So would either of you like to start with how your when you felt that your nationalities affected um, your role in the friend group or your feelings social socially in the friend group? So I started at this French school when I was in kindergarten. I think I was four or five. And honestly, I there were so many Americans. I didn't really notice that I was different from everyone else. Yeah. We learned the same. I was pretty much at the mm-hmm. same level um, linguistically. I think I just started to notice in high school because that's when friend groups became more clearly defined and more distinct. And the Americans started to wither away and I was one of the few survivors. <laughs> and um, I think the school had just gone more and more French. So I felt more and more American. Yeah. And it I, felt like friend groups were defined by nationalities. I could school. add anything. I would say when you're younger as well, a thing about our school is that um, – not only French, but international families, when they hear that they go to our school. And when you're young, you pick up English easily. And so because we're in the U.S., we <laughs> kids quickly speak, pick up on English and they speak English during recess. And then when you're older and you move to the U.S., it becomes harder to transition to English. So you just stick to your native language, which is why there was more of a French dominance. Yeah. And Americans on. kind of we speak French to make French people feel more comfortable instead yeah. of them trying to acclimate to our culture. Yeah. Okay, Sasha is now going to speak a bit about her French experience. So I'm born in the U.S., but both my parents are French. So if you hear an accent when I speak French, I don't want comments about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I 
went to an American public school. So when I was really young, all, all I heard around me was just English, except for my parents. So I thought that mm-hmm. French was weird and I don't want to speak it. I refused to speak it, which did not make my grandmother happy whatsoever. <laughs> um, and then going to school, I realized that everyone was like me. So I started speaking French. And then, you, you know, you make more French yeah. friends, international friends. And then I kind of forgot that people weren't raised in French households like you guys. Yeah. So I just never really thought about, um, like, what it was like, like, going home and not, like, being, like, Bonjour. Like bonjour. at our house, you go and you're like bonjour to my parents, or like hello, or no, they're like bonjour, 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 amiga. Yeah. So, um, in the friend group itself, I feel I don't know how to explain it. Like, I love being the French American because I feel like I can bounce off between everyone. Like, I I feel like I don't I have less barriers and it's a lot like more a lot more flexibility. Um, with like having a, a smoothness in a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, also, speaking Franklish has Franklish really, is fun. Yeah. It's really become yeah. like another yeah. language. Yeah. It's like I talk with Sasha and I talk with French people about how they view Sasha's like French and English. And I truly think Sasha's primary language is Franklish. Not it French, is. not it English, Franklish. This is true. If she could write essays in Franklish, she'd get she 100%. I, she would in every test. Oh, she has yeah. Done this no, I've done this before. Like, and you like italicize the word in a different language. <laughs> it doesn't work. It does yeah. not work. But that's why I also like growing up in the international school. I'm also mostly used to people speaking French and English, mm-hmm. so they understand how my brain like yeah. quickly switches. But with completely French people too, it's like uh, they just won't understand some of the things I say because yeah. they're in English. But I understand you perfectly. Exactly. Yeah. Like everyone at the Lycée, they speak Franglish. It is a very unique language yeah okay if I were to add anything Sophie's experience is pretty similar to my own but when I got to high school and I well there was a when you're young like they say you don't realize you're different like Sasha she didn't realize nobody else went that not everyone went home to a French family I didn't realize not everyone went home to an American family so when later on you learned of that cultural distinction I I was made to feel so American that my first instinct was to reject the Frenchness, right? Mm-hmm. And today I appreciate it and I I think it's so special and I love the adopted French part of me, but my first instinct was to just embrace being American and it, I was so self-conscious that they could hear that I was American in my accent when I spoke French that I would just speak French as little as possible or I would just be really harsh about it and I built a barrier and it took a while to to like learn to leave that behind and to just embrace that part of myself and to refuse to hear judgment and to know that people aren't projecting judgment upon you, that it's my own projection of my insecurities. I feel you so hard when you talked about (laughs) rejecting the French culture or like hating on the French culture because (laughs) it can just be so frustrating when it's like I've been working at this for years and yet no matter how hard I try, my accent will never be perfect and my R's will never sound yeah. how I want them to sound. And I've tried I've tried to integrate myself. Like I joined French theater because when I thought of it at first, I thought, no, Ameri- that's not an American thing. No Americans yeah, do yeah. that. And so I joined it to try and fight against it. But even within it, I still feel like it's like 
because they can see it in me. They can see that I'm American. Yeah. It's a it's a physical thing in my and outfits, the way I dress, my sweatpants yeah. that I wear, my yeah. hoodies, my hair. And the natural just, instinct is to get harsh about it. Yeah. To be defensive. Yeah. Right? But then you have to realize they yes, there's a level of judgment because they can tell you're American, yeah. but it's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. That's so interesting because um when I was younger it was kind of the same for me. I also um don't didn't like when people said that I was American too like when I spoke French because I didn't want to be French American Mm -hmm. I wanted to either be French speaking French or American speaking English yeah and I didn't like how people knew that I was American speaking French especially because my family's French so I didn't want like I'm the only one that has an accent speaking Mm -hmm. French which is kind of frustrating yeah and so but I had an opposite reaction in the sense that I would try everything to speak French like only with French people like all the time so that my accent would get better and like the words I use would get better and like today, I, I also like can't sometimes keep up with like French slang and stuff because I'm not raised there. So yeah. like I go see my cousin who's a year younger. Moisy. Me just say. Because too good at it. It's kind of creepy. But I try to go, I go back to France and see my cousin who's a year younger. And like I feel like my French is really good. Like I know I'm bilingual. Yeah. But like as a, on a teenager level, yeah. it's like so different that sometimes I'm like, what am I doing here? Which sucks. Yeah. And we have conversations about cultures, I think, every single day. And it's made me realize that different countries is so much more than just different languages. It's not just the English language and the French language. It extends also to, like, mannerisms, to the food you eat, to how how you react to food, to how you dance at parties, to how Mm -hmm. you, what, like, the songs you listen to at parties. It's just a completely different universe, and you can't, you can't replicate a culture, even if you've been to a school. desire is very different than French language. Yeah, about yeah. French culture. That's so funny. And no, because that's so real because um, when... <laughs> that's so real. <laughs> because uh, when I'm speaking French, they're like, okay, you like have American mannerisms. <laughs> but when I'm speaking English, you'll be like... Yeah. Are, they're like, oh my God, you're so French. Like, you're so French. Like, the way you yeah. move your hands, the way you dance, mm-hmm. the music you listen to. And then in French, it's like, oh my God, the way, like, you pronounce like the words yeah, it's just yeah it's I'm never like and one or the other I think both. we're the only school one time we were doing presentations in class for SS which is um a French class in the French International Baccalaureate program for those of you who don't know oh, and God. um <laughs> so the the language of the class is French and we had just done presentations and we were asked to critique each other's presentations I think we're the only school where one of the critiques was you pre- the way you presented was too American. You moved your hands too you much. You moved your hands too you moved, much. No, I my, de- my teacher told me I was moving my hips too much. And they just showed that I was <laughs> wait, American. Wait, in what class is this? SS. Yeah, economics. Social wait, and... Yeah, social and... Oh, yeah, I don't have that. Whatever. No, but this was in sophomore year. I'm I'm American head to toe, and I was talking about Pierre Bourdieu, which is in a, a French... Economist, economist, I don't know. Economist, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I was moving my hips because that's how I present. And the teacher was like, "American, stop that." <laughs> and it was a French teacher. I don't know what accent that was, but <laughs> I can't. Do and then, so Sasha, your experience is that at school you feel American, but then when you go out in public in LA, you feel so French, right? No, at school I feel both, like completely yeah, both. Yeah. But, and like, the outside, American portion when you're with just French people is highlighted. Yeah. But then when you're in L.A. and you're just being yourself in L.A., you're the French girl. Yeah, but, like, they're the ones highlighting the, like, portion, like the part of me that's, like, the different culture, which is so yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. But Sophie and I, I think we have, 
we have um, a, an experience that mirrors yours, but it's slightly different because um, at school, we are made to feel so American and we are American, but we're made to feel it in a, in a way that is amplified. And then the second that we're with other kids, we're also French, yeah. but we're not French. And no, I've told for my out of school friends, I've told them that I went to a French school once and since that day the topic of France has come up in every single conversation. Yeah. And I'm labeled the French girl and they say, mm-hmm. Oh Sophie, France is in the World Cup. Like good congratulations. <laughs> and they it's like I'm the French girl at other places, but yeah. At least Sophie say, even I'm not in the wrote French an essay of how to blend in to with a French crowd as an American who has no knowledge of this of the World Cup. Right? Yeah. Sports is another thing. I the soccer culture is just incomprehensible to Americans, and I I, I will never understand. It's like yeah. football has nothing. Spirit football football spirit football. no <laughs> comparison to soccer to, to, football, to, football, to football, football spirit. spirit. <laughs> okay, please, <laughs> that's another thing. You, you you can't be caught dead saying soccer at our school. It's so funny. <laughs> but my dad, if you say football he's like game day college saturday football (laughs) throw that ball also another thing i found actually so weird this is so off topic but um uh football here like american football it's with colleges Mm -hmm. while in france like there's no colleges involved at all it's just like the club that's like like i don't know that's just the thing someone explain someone explain explain. (laughs) because college in the u.s and then to speak to like the cultural confusion of franglish that we were mentioning before one time we were asked to write an essay for our history class and in the french international international baccalaureate it's a hybrid class so we have one american history class and one french history class and um we were supposed to write it in french and i ended up writing the essay in english uh, that's just like when you're tired the language is humble jumble in your brain no, i know i'm smart when we're going into a class to write an essay and i'm like guys what language do we write this in <laughs> spanish french english then when you're at a french international school vacations become a fun topic because it's when everyone rentre en france to see their families Indeed. which um sasha would you like to speak to your experience yeah so my entire family's in france so every summer um, we go back to see them. And so this has been a normal for me. I know it's not. Okay. Let's yeah, not. Yeah. Let's, I know it's not normal. Like at the European school, yeah. you ask where you're going, not if you're going exactly, somewhere. Exactly. Exactly. So um, all of my friends, like everyone, we go to France. And then the minority is like mm-hmm. the, are the people who don't have family in France. And so who don't go to see their family. Like they go other places. <laughs> um, and so to me, summer is like going home. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because I've never lived in France, but it's like going to see my entire family. So it's going home and then coming back from summer is also going home. But it's less of a fun feeling, <laughs> <laughs> especially since our vacations as Europeans, we tend to like until the last minute we're in France like or yeah, in Europe yeah. until the last minute. So I usually come back from Europe like August 27th and we start school September 1st. So it's really like you're in the plane and you're like wow next week math test it's horrible yeah. when i'm in france you definitely once again feel like the american except except this is where you feel a lot of acceptance because you speak french everyone's so shocked because with my mom obviously i'm speaking english um they're shocked then they ask if my dad's french then i say no and they're shocked again and they're like they're like this is so weird american speaking french you know 
yeah wait let me just add something real yeah. quick also when i go to france like i'm not used to um, deal with the obvious stereotype of french people are like rude especially parisians but um are rude and like mm-hmm cranky and stuff yeah. which i've seen of yeah. course but i'm also People used to it yelled at my mom for her accent in so french so many yeah like i've i'm used to it like that I don't, that's how my grandmother acts sometimes so that's a whole personal <laughs> thing but as a french person myself like it, it's not as um like personal i feel like you can mm-hmm. speak to that just something that's interesting about attending um like an immersion school is that i'm taught the weirdest things in french <laughs> i could write an essay about something so complicated and weird like I don't know, technical progress in Germany in like in in agricultural products. De la, de Just something I could talk about such technical things, but I was never taught to be like, hey, can I have the bill? So when I go to France, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how to talk to you. I wasn't trained for this. It's same in French groups. You don't speak French with each other. Weird. So you know, yeah. I like I like um in tenth grade I asked my French we were we were analyzing a really intense academic text. And I didn't know the word metla, metula, which means mattress. Because yeah. like, oh my god, that screws you over. It's just like weird that's words, and they're not allowed to answer your questions. Yeah, <laughs> that screws you over. And she, the teacher looks at me like, "What is this girl on? She's in tenth grade, and she doesn't know what a mattress is." But it's yeah. just like you're not taught that. I only know the things that you're taught in in an academic setting. I could not ask someone in France like, "How much is the bill?" Like, yeah. is there? A t- I can say, "Is there a table for two?" Like, like I can, I could get is, places, but there's, there's a still a lot of limits. Cisma? Fine. I could live there and be fine. That's well, true, what but. we do that annoys our French teachers to no end is something called anglicisme or English schisms, where we directly translate a French expression or word in a way that does not make sense in French. Like, um, je confusion. suis confus. Yeah. Je suis confus. You just you don't say that in French, and um, we say like all the time, but it doesn't translate. You don't say come come all the time in. Something that's funny, I'll speak to this really quickly, and if you want to cut this out, it's okay, but yeah. there are a lot of, like, sexual innuendos in in the translation from English to French. Yeah. Like, if you say, je suis excité, like, I'm excited. I'm excited. No. It means you're too excited. <laughs> <laughs> you're too excited. <laughs> or like, oh, I'm so hot right now. Je suis chaud. It's like, yeah, I am. Sure. It's like, I'm, I'm down. Re- je suis chaud. Like, I'm down to do that. Like, I'm hot. It doesn't translate. I'm hot for that. Yeah. See, yeah, you have to watch out for sexual things. Yeah. Be careful, Americans. Yeah. Wait, pause, because it's actually so funny when pause? from the outside. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait, I meant. Yeah. You actually pause. No, I did not. Okay. No, it's so funny from an outside point of view. Um, actually, like, okay, because so we had a French teacher one year, long ago. Mm-hmm. And BK participates like a lot i mean we all do but like she she likes to talk and it's it's great <laughs> that's why Thanks, she has a podcast <laughs> this is true and in french it's the funniest thing because she'll pull out words out of like the deep dark depths of her brain and she is so convinced like she, she's like running for president she's so convinced they're words so she says it with such conviction and then i'm sitting in front of her you turn around and you're like what the hell did you just say like it makes no sense and it's so funny or or she'll say a thing in perfect french or like just people like you guys you'll say a thing in perfect french like literally top notch talking about the world war Two, it's crisis blah blah yeah, blah yeah. and then you'll say like um genre, le, le, le fille, which obviously uh, not not to that extent oh my god but like, I know. But like you'll say something that's so basic after saying something so like mm-hmm. oh my god like how do you yes. get that the brain? other day in 
philosophy class. Um, we were speaking oh, wow. about Philosoph- the sins. Oh, we were speaking about, oh God, philosophy is a tense subject for us. <laughs> but we were speaking about human sin, okay? The word in French is péché. And I accidentally <laughs> said, um, les péchés de l'homme, or something like that. The whole class burst out laughing, and I'm looking around confused. Péché, um, I, I, I didn't realize I did this, but péché means making out. Yeah, <laughs> so basically, okay, so it's, it's Verlan, so pécho means choper, and choper means catch, and so it's like, like I caught oh, someone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I didn't get that that was Verlan. Yeah, yeah, it is Verlan. Whoa. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, choper. Whoa. Mm-hmm. The more you know, the more you know. <laughs> Merci, Exit. Uh, Merci, Exit. Exit is my French friend, who will, we'll, you'll, we'll be doing a podcast with her later, um, and she taught me my, all the Verlan I know. So I was texting Exed, who I just mentioned the other day, and here's another American thing I did. I said I called um, a teacher of ours, Uncle. <gasps> what? Whoa. Okay, yeah. But the thing is, the thing- <laughs> wait, wait, what is? And this? it would be in course, anyways. No, <laughs> stop. That's where I'm going with this. And she oh. starts cracking up. She's like, "BK, it's only in course." She immediately takes a screenshot of the chat and sends it back to her friends in Marseille. And they're all like, ha, 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 les Américains, ha, ha. But why did you call your teacher that? It means, like, a fat... (gasps) Okay, I'm going to cut this out. (laughs) Okay, we're going to wrap it up. So... Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It was nice talking (laughs) to you. Um, We'll be back with... Wait. Oh yeah, a last thing I want to say is if you were considering learning another language, do it. Because in cab drive, cab drives, you can just like speak in the cab driver. Doesn't understand. Stop. You. When I went to Paris, we had a whole conversation about all the political leaders coming to Paris that week and like the oil crisis and I was so prepared and he it was a lot of validation. Oh, I meant in America, but I, like the Americans don't understand you when you speak French in the cab. Oh. Oh. But at the end, oh, yeah. I like I didn't know how to say like, can I split the bill? Like, <laughs> Alors, au revoir et à la bisous, prochaine bisous. fois. Bisous, bisous. Salut. Bye.